Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Black Nation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the communities. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Running Collection, an eclectic ensemble of artists from all walks of life and disciplines. I mean, we're talking established to want to be writers, actors, directors, artists, bloggers, vloggers, videographers, podcasters, journalists, producers, and editors who are passionate about creating content for running and entertainment purposes. Still, but more importantly, they inspire people to pursue a healthy lifestyle by helping them identify their purpose, maximize their potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at the Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or know of an entrepreneur, a small business owner looking to advertise in the Behind the Wheel podcast, but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I'm not going to go with we. We now have, be going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post-roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash BTW podcast. The details will be in the show notes. That's K-O hyphen F-I dot com forward slash BTW podcast. And one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee. You all know I like coffee. So... Shout out to Latoya Shantae, Soul Inspired, Kimberly Hall, and Kim Isaiah. That's why I'm all hyped up on this call. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby Ox, Baby O, D Rock, D Living Style. Woo! And today we are in the studio. Man, I said that I got a little warm all of a sudden. I do getting really excited. Exciting times that we're living in. I don't know. Um, I was up last night. Uh, got on a bike last night. Actually figured out there is a bike. What's going on, Felipe? Over there. That's not just um, hanging out for. Uh, it's not. A, it's not a clothes rack. It's actually a bike underneath this. Got on the bike yesterday. Tuned out. Just listened to some music. You know, watching some uh, videos on on YouTube. And then I was like, let me let me jump online real quick and see what's going on in the uh, in the world. And I got a, a comment from my brother, like, are you watching the debate? And I was not watching the debate. Then I tuned into it live and became very clear that I was saved from an hour and a half of chaos. 
So I, I got some of the cliff notes. I tuned in part of it. Must have been like the last 15, 20 minutes. And it's just like, yo, this is, you know, started reading some of the comments. I'm like, okay, so I didn't completely waste my time. Stand back and stand by. <laughs> Let me take a bite. This, this is crazy. If you've got comments, you want to join the call, you have something you want to share, um, I can add you into this conversation. But this became like, you know, the, it was a pretty straightforward question. And it seems as though he had, he troubles, he struggles with just answering like straight questions. Yeah, would you denounce them? Um, but, uh, let me, uh, what about, like, just spit it out, man. What, you see the yes or no? Stand back, stand by. <laughs> And that's like a nod to um, to these Proud Boys. So I'm, I'm like, the Proud Boys? It sounds like a, a bad band, you know. So you start thinking about it. Who are these Proud Boys? Who, is it, who, are, these, who are these Proud Boys he's referring to? Apparently, one of the uh, co-founders of Vice Magazine, Greg McInnes, who's Canadian, by the way. I guess now he lives in, um, in, in Brooklyn somewhere. And likes to, uh, you know, he's, the, he's one of the co-founders of um, this Proud Boy movement who like violence. <laughs> hmm? And they were excited online. It says all this stuff under the guise of, oh, it's just, you know, it's just comedy. It's not comedy. This guy's serious. It's a serious uh, problem that we have. But just more, more serious than that, it's just his, the, the, the president's inability or, or refusal to just denounce it. And I think we need like a different format for the debate. You know, just a different format or have someone standing over there and you just tell them when this guy is talking, turn his mic off. When this guy is talking, you know, you turn the mic back on and then you turn his off. So you got your two minutes or whatever it is and then you go for it. And if you're, you know, if you're not talking, you know, you don't have, your mic is not on, then you're hollering. But this is just chaotic. This is just, well, Morty Maurice, this is just like insane to think that you're going you're gonna to discover something new from this. It's, this is not going to be, you know, something, I didn't learn anything new outside of, oh, Proud Boys. Oh, who are the Proud Boys? It's a group of, you know, white nationalist supremacists that are out there and um, they've been on the move. And this guy... McKinnis is, uh, you know, had a magazine. He's a writer from Canada. Hmm. That's the only thing learned that I knew that I learned. You know, nothing, nothing outside of, oh, this is not, this was not definitely a normal debate. We can't make this seem like this is. I'm not watching the second and third one, a whole hour and some change that I'll wait for the cliff notes because just, you're not going to discover anything new. Um, about either of these candidates from watching the debate. They should just fight. I'm with, I'm with Trevor Noah on that. They should just fight. They should just wrestle and, and just, just get it over. Wrestle, box, something. Does that, that, that was like a brawl. And the moderator just had like no control over them. Please, Mr. President, Mr. President. You know. You're trying to talk. It's like talking to a kid. He's not, <laughs> he's not going to comply. And we need Daniel Dale there as a fact checker and someone with a buzzer, you know, 
a Jamaican horn that goes off when they're telling lies, you know, or stretching the truth. Just, just stop. Nah, it's not actually true. Boom. And they should lose points. There's no winning or losing in this thing. I mean, you, you, you start off with, you, you, is someone keeping score? Everyone thinks their guy did good because he was, he was a bully. <laughs> Crazy times that we're living in. So they, at the end of the debate, they, you know, the wives come up and they, and, and they you know, greet their, their, their partner. Millennia just comes and stands by the side. She, they have the strangest relationship ever. There's like no affection ever. She's like swatting away his hand. Like, why, why, why are you even there? Why even show up? Like, somebody else gives an embrace, you know, thank you, you know, good job, whatever. You come up and just stand by. <laughs> Absolute decorum has left the room, gone. It's all, I don't even think it was ever there, man. He, it left when he came to the White House. Bring up my sons and I'll fight you, right? Yeah, that should have happened, man. This, you know, taking the high ground that, you know, when I started reading through some of the comments, Ron, that's one of the first things that money man was like, yo, like you talking about my son? Like how you, how do you talk about my son? Like it should just be, if, the, if, if we're breaking all precedents, they should just fight. I thought, you know, like you talking about my son, wait a second, took off the mic. That would be, that everybody would have been okay with that, you know, or he just, I'm done walks off, leaves from the debate. I'm not standing for this. I'm not going to be a part of your circus. I'm, I'm not. And just having him there, you know, just spouting lie after lie after lie is like, oh my God, they're taking ballots. You're like, he's setting it up for, yo, are you going to concede? But, you know, we've got to see. What, what do we have to see? You know, what do we have to see? You, 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 um, you lose, what... It's been counted, duly counted. What is there to see? But like, do you 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 think that you're just gonna sit there? I'm I'm curious. I, I, I know it's going to get worse before it gets better. I don't have a crystal ball to look into the future, but I can imagine yo know, he him not leaving and these guys losing their minds because you know thinking that he's he's like their commander in chief. They like chaos. They like chaos. They don't care anything about his taxes and, and him only paying $750 in tax and people are paying more and w making less. They don't, they don't. I've never considered him like a leader, a, a, um, a true businessman. He's a, he's a, he's a con artist <laughs> and a cheat. That's what he is. I mean, I don't understand why people think, and a racist. I can't forget to mention that. He's a racist, yeah. You know, he knows that. Very fine people, very fine people. He refuses. They're not even trying to get, they're not even trying to get votes. This is just about, yo, let's just discount the election. It's corrupt. They're trying to steal it from me. Like, I, I really, I can't understand why people allow this type of behavior to go on. If you act like that, what's going on, Zion? If you act like that, at your job today, that would be problematic. I think you might get a call from HR, you know? Certainly, I would get a call from HR because I used to not be, you know, rude or nasty to people. But, you know, you tell someone, you hold people accountable, and they get upset. Like, you got to get here on time. Like, you're, you're upset with me because I'm telling you, you have to arrive at your job on time. And if not, then we, you know, 
we won't have anyone here to take care of the customers. So it'll be a good idea for you to be here on time so that can occur. And people get mad and they go complain to HR about things that they're supposed to be doing. It's part of their job. Like, and then, well, can you say it a little, how, how nice can I, please, can you get here on time? It would be nice if you would arrive on time. No, you got to arrive here on time, man. You've been late, you know, three times in the last week. That's half of the, that's half of the, that's half of the week. What am I doing here? <clears throat> but we allow this in from, from this type of behavior from the president. It just sends the wrong message to people. Like, this is not okay. This is not normal. We've been saying this now for years. This is not normal. You can't, in retail or any, any leadership position, talk about the, the former leader. Um, they might give you a pass like the first week or so. Well, that was here when I got here. Okay, but now you're here. You got to clean up the mess. You can't still be talking about Hillary and Obama. And oh my God, you the buck stops with you. You're the person in charge. That's who they're coming to see. Eh, there's a problem. I want to speak to the manager. They, you can't. Well, let me let me get Obama. No, you you the you the manager. They want to talk to you about what's going on. What are you going to do to correct the problems in the nation? Do you have a plan? No, I don't have a plan. Just like that healthcare plan. It's coming. It's coming. It's the check is in the mail. Your healthcare plan is in the mail. It's coming. We got a great, got a great plan for you. It's coming. You've been promising that healthcare for oh man, since he's been in office. And we still don't have it. Hmm? We still don't have it. <clears throat> so anyhow, enough of the politics. I, I'm I'm done talking about. Uh, him had a great conversation <clears throat> yesterday with two um, triathletes who, during the pandemic, um, <clears throat> who during the pandemic they launched a business in the middle of a pandemic, and I thought that was like so exciting because there was this meme that was going around. You know, if you don't come out of this pandemic with a new skill, new knowledge, or your side hustle started, then you you never lack discipline. Um, you, you never lacked time. You lacked discipline. Hmm? And I don't know where you fall on, on that meme or on that principle or statement or whatever, but I, it, I wasn't triggered by it. Um, as I was sitting down, I think I might've been eating. What's up, Marilyn? I might've been eating some ice cream or something or watching, binge watching a show. I didn't, I was like, oh, you know what? I get it. You know, um, I subscribe to a certain way of thinking. I'm like, okay, I could see, I could see how that could be inspiring. Use me, you know, make the best of your time now, you know. But some people took it, it might have been a hard pill to swallow for some folks. And they were like, ah, they clutched their pearls and said, you're not used to. <laughs> uh, no, it is definitely not normal, Marilyn. Definitely not normal. This is just like a free for all, whatever you want. Mm. So, but I wasn't triggered by by the by the meme, and you know, I thought it's like an opportunity. It helped you kind of like to focus on what's important, like what's out there. What should, what can you do during this time? Mm -hmm. If you're at home and you've got a family, you got the kids running around, you on a Zoom call, it might be a little bit more, you know, distractions or whatever. You're making a lot more trips to the uh, the refrigerator. You're snacking. You might have put on some pounds. But the whole idea is like, okay, but the travel time has was decreased. 
You know, you don't have the time that you're, you're you're traveling to and from work. So you might save some time there. And um, yeah, you know, you, people were still watching shows. I binge watched Ozark. And then it got to a point where it was like, okay, enough of this. This is, <laughs> this is not good, buddy. We got to do something else. And everyone's different. You know, some people can ride the wave and, and keep going and, and, and game for hours on end. And everybody's got their own thing that they're into. Whatever you need to do for you, do. But someone wrote an article and they was like, yo, this, that whole meme was bullshit. I'm like, well, I don't know if I would just discount the entire meme. I think there was some validity there and there's some truth in there. It might be, oh man, hard for you to look at it now and say, wow, maybe I should do something else. Maybe I should consider, you know, utilizing some of my skill. Maybe I should just, you know, watch a how-to video on doing something. I know I got sucked into the vortex of the, um, the daily news briefings and you get caught up in that cycle. And all the while I'm thinking about that March, April, I'm like, wow. And then the world starts to blow up and catch a fire. And then you had the Aubrey, um, Ahmaud Aubrey case and Breonna Taylor and so many others in between there. And then George Floyd was like the tipping point. And you have all of this going on. And amidst that backdrop, these two triathletes say, we should start a business. Mm-hmm. That that's incredible to me. That that I found fascinating. That piqued my interest. That was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, some folks use the time to heal, self-practice. Yeah, there's nothing. Life was fast-paced. Yeah, it definitely was. It definitely was fast-paced, Marilyn. You know, I didn't discount the whole idea of, you know, he wrote a whole article about it was it was bullshit. You know, you get sucked into this productivity uh trap and every second of your day you've got to be doing something. Um, you know, productive. He said, everyone, he called it, What I think what triggered me or got me thinking about it was, he said, everyone doesn't have the privilege to do something fun or productive during the, um, during, during the pandemic. And I don't think creativity is, is a privilege. I don't, <laughs> we're creative beings. We, we are creative beings. Um, yes, I don't think that's a privilege. Yeah, take care of yourself. You got plenty of time to take care of yourself. Everybody did something different, but I didn't. I was like, okay, I, that's not a privilege. You know, we, we and, and, and seeing these two triathletes do it says to me that if one person is doing it, and these are ordinary folks, these are by no stretch of the imagination. These are not movie stars. They're not, you know, entitled. They're not living high on the hog. These are ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within their community. And so that's, that's, that's the, the, that, that's what our show is, is built upon. Um, those are the type of people I like to bring on the show because it's just like it, I find it empowering because if somebody else did it and I can see them and pick up the phone and call them, then that means that maybe somebody else might see it and say, well, I could do that too. Now, I don't have a garden out back but they have a garden they started a business and it, the, the idea of the 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 impetus behind starting a business or the, the it wasn't about making money it's just to help people live better so in terms of just 
eating better and, and making healthier choices. I was like, okay, I could see that. You know, you talk about diabetes and depression and overweight and, you know, it just becomes like, yo, a lot of some things we might be able to control. And so Exposed Vegan is the, uh, is the, name, of the, uh, is the name of the company. And these two, two, and it's not preachy, you know, it wasn't like, it's not like a, a, a preachy business. Where, oh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta eat this. You gotta do this. You gotta, you know, it's like, I'm not here to take away your bacon, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Good morning, Evelyn. How you feeling? Nalene Harris, how's everything? It's like, I'm not here to take away your bacon, you know, so enjoy, you can enjoy your bacon, but just hey, consider making some, um, some healthier choices. And to just say, well, I'm going to turn off the um, the TV for a moment or, you know, I'm, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to call a friend or I'm going to go out for a ride. Uh, I'm going to do something um, a little bit more, you know, constructive or whatever. Everybody's different. Everybody, you know, it depends on who you're hanging around and what you're, what you're, what you're thinking because, you know, and what they're thinking. It's going to influence either they're going to influence you or you're going to be influenced by them. Um, for the month of October, uh, there's an attorney out in Texas that I spoke to souls for justice is something that she started. So when you think about like self-care, self-care, Marilyn, um, that is something that, that, that she's, uh, putting out there in addition to helping people get informed about the justice system. We were talking about there's a sheriff when I, um, you know, during the pre-call, she said that there was a sheriff that was in her county who had this guy. I don't know how they found him, um, but they were following him and they stopped. He ended up dead and while in their custody, um, there's live PD who follow, you know, the cops to go out on these cases or whatever. You know, you've seen these shows or whatever. They have footage of the um, of the event. And then somehow or another, they lost the footage. This guy's up for uh, office. This this case pretty much went under the radar, um, and now he's he was just um, just indicted. Just recently, we had just finished talking about this case. So Leslie is going is an attorney. She's been a prosecutor. She's worked on both sides. Um, she ventured out on her own. We had her on the show yesterday. Um, so, but for the month of October, she's just thinking about just doing something to take care of yourself. Uh, you, you think about the the feelings that a lot of people you know, listening and reading online about after they decided not to move on Brianna's uh, indicting those folks and and more concerned with the bullet that was that entered the the apartment next door the neighbors as opposed to the bullets that entered Brianna's body and ended up killing her um, they decided to charge that one officer for wanton endangerment. And then you had a, um, <clears throat> a juror, which normally doesn't happen on the grand jury, come out and said, yo, listen, we need to, uh, we need to fight, get the, get these, 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 uh, the transcripts released because that wasn't put on the table. What's up, Matt? And it wasn't put on the table for them to make a decision about the case. And so now it's like, mm, you know, the, the prosecutors have these, there's this thing within law. She's telling me, I'm not an attorney. My, I've, I've, you know, discovered my law and order degree uh, after watching years of law and order, uh, several seasons does not qualify me to, uh, to give medical advice. 
or to even uh, speak intelligently. I could talk about some of the cases and some things I've seen on Law and Order. <clears throat> I can't really offer you any advice. You can't call me to get you bailed out of prison. I mean, you can call me, but I, I can't. I can't defend you in case in court. So she said, "You can, There's this thing you can indict. A prosecutor can indict. Um, get a, a a ham sandwich indicted in the grand jury. So if he had, if he wanted to, to present uh, a case against uh, these officers, he could have, but he chose not to. He set up wanton endangerment as that's what was on the table. So they didn't even have the option for that. So it's going to be interesting to see his comments, what he's saying. You know, he's a protege of one of these Republicans. So he's, you know, he's, he's doing the party line, doing the party dance, politics. It's a dirty business. You know, it's almost like it's a dirty business. You got to have the politics, the stomach for politics. I don't have the stomach for politics. You know, I get an allergic reaction to, to bullshit. So it, it, it starts to, it comes out of my body. So it doesn't work well for me. So that is the deal. So it's interesting to see what's going to transpire from there. So during the month of October, just getting folks involved every day, whether it's spreading the love, letting people know that's Nancy uh, waking up more record set by these. <laughs> yes, it was a record setting day. Uh, last night's debate. This can't you can't even have your you can't have like you can't have your, your kids tune in to this presidential debate and talk to them about leadership and togetherness and, you know, respect and honor. Because none of those things were on display last night. It was just like, what? Like, you can't talk. Matt, you can't even talk to your associates like that. HR would call you in a heartbeat. No, you, no, you, no, you can't tell, you can't, you can't tell customers to shut up. No, you, you can't. You, you, that, that wouldn't, that's not, it's not, it is laughable to think that this is what is allowed. This is not this is not leadership, man. This is this cannot be uh set up that this is okay. This is not normal. This is not normal behavior by any stretch of the imagination. So it will be um funny to see how things it will be interesting to see how things transpire. But I got up day two, <clears throat> did not open up my um my 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 phone. Prior to, I did open my phone, but I didn't go to a social media site. Well, I did go to a social media site, but I went there to listen to something uplifting as opposed to, you know, starting my day with outrage. Um, yeah, I didn't do that. So we always got this meaningless way to find meaningful work. So I got three questions for you. Keep track of your answers. And here we go. Do you think words are A, overrated? B, underused or C misunderstood okay if you could add a letter to the alphabet what would it be yeah I yeah I, they're symbols I that was a stupid question I can't recognize these what what do you do you see you see those symbols you see any of those symbols that you like I can't I can't I don't know what that is I can't say that whatever Question three, if your boss claimed in a performance review that you were homiletically challenged, homiletically challenged, what would you do? A, redefine him, 
Go to the human resources and report him because you are no homo. C, claim verbal harassment. Okay, so here's the answers. If you answered A to at least one question, then you should consider a better definition writer. Hmm. You may want to try uh, thesaurus work. All right. So if you answered B to two more, two or more of these questions, you sound like a liberal militant on a word fast. Jesus Christ, this is so. If you answer C to more than one question, then you belong. What? Then you belong a long way from here. So if that's the case, and this might be a um, an opportunity for you to be a dictionary definition writer. And I don't have my 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 um, my uniform shirt on with my definition on it, but it's in reaching distance. My personal definition. So this is my uh, my uniform shirt. I wear my uniform shirt. I was in I was in Barnes and Nobles. I was trying to get in. This lady sitting at the door. She's watching me try to uh, push the door, and it was actually pull. And so it didn't go over well. But she said, hey, you know, I like the definition on your shirt. Mm -hmm. Can you see that? That's the definition that's on the shirt. Grind. To give relentless and immediate nutrition to your dream. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my definition. That's the one definition that I had. Anyhow, been rocking with that for a while. Um, That's where we are. I don't know what y'all got going on today. Whatever it is. Y'all make it a good one. All right? Peace and blessings. We out of here.